Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode number nine of the Success Series. I am your host, David Berg. I'm here with our co-host, Michael Konofsky. Our guest today is Mike Patterson. Mike was my first boss and really gave me an opportunity in the workforce. I started as his assistant and then went into sales. Mike is a serial entrepreneur with many exits. He has a great story and a spiritual component to it too. Mike, pleasure having you on today. Hey, thank you. Absolutely. We'd love if you could just guide us through your journey to where you are today professionally and, and, and how that started. Yeah. Um, well, hey, uh, Mike Patterson. Um, so it's I've always considered myself mostly a salesman, right? And, you know, we started off pretty young, kind of exceeding in sales, right? And, you know, then after I had some success there and I understood that sales is really the most important component of our organization, I decided since I'm going to be doing all the sales, you know, I might as well own the company, right? So, I, I mean, I've been working pretty much since I was seven, eight years old, managed, not managing, but I uh, pretty much did everyone in the neighborhood's yard, did all the old people's snow when I was growing up in Toledo, Ohio. Um, odd jobs, had a, I think a bike repair shop when I was, you know, eight years old always buying and selling things, trading things, um, you know, you know, all the way up till, you know, um, you know, I had my first jobs and I was allowed to work as a dishwasher when I was 14, then a bus boy, then a car wash, you know, then a waiter, bartender. I mean, I pretty much worked, I worked R and D, you know, as a, as a helper, every, I've had over 30 different types of jobs, I think, which, well, yeah, I mean, I was like, you know, I, but I, but I, but I been actively employed since I was 14, I would say when I was legally allowed to, right. Um, which growing, growing up, you know what I mean? It was always, I was always, I was lived in a decent, like middle-class neighborhood. Right. But, but we were barely there. So the lesson from my mom was look, if you want a polo or an IZOD, go make the money. Right. You know what I mean? So, uh. So I, so I got used to making money and I, and I liked it. So absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And when, when did you know that you were not going to work for somebody else and that this is just what you're going to do? You're going to build your own companies. Um, I would say when I was, um, 20 years old, I was an intern at a, uh, commodity shop, um, over the summer at Garvey commodities and at Garvey commodities, we worked at the Chicago board of trade and we were allowed to trade our own accounts. I think I was styling with about $10,000 in savings then. And I was trading for myself, you know, also because we were allowed to. Um, and I started making money, you know, and I started making, a, you know, decent money. I was bar backing still at night, you know what I mean? So I was, I think I was getting paid three thirty-five an hour, but running my own account, I was making, you know, close to 500, 600 bucks a day. So that was kind of good. So I got a kind of got a taste for that. It got, it got a job at a uh, brokerage firm. Um, and because I had been selling so much, you know, I eventually bought that brokerage firm, um, you know, in cash and, you know, and, and grew it. So I grew it from, there was just uh, seven people there. I grew it to about 35 people. Wow. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was big, but it was, you know, this is, I, I had little to no consciousness back then. Sure. You know what I mean? I was, uh, I was, uh, just, it was all about cash. I was like, what, 20 Four twenty-five, you know, had the Mercedes and the Lexus, you know what I mean? Wearing the suspenders, just not a good person. And, um, 
And, you know, then, you know, th then of course, because I, I, I think a part of it was the conscious that all went bad. Right. Um, ended up losing that getting like when I was 27, um, stocks took a hit. Um, I made some bad buy decisions on the bonds and I ended up being when I was 27, about negative $5 million in the whole. The stocks. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, I, you know, I was, I, I remember, and of course I had, you know, all, all, all kinds of issues then. And of course my wife was pregnant and, uh, at the time. And so I, um, decided, you know, I was going to just start another business, right. And cell phones were getting hot. So I found this fed cell, which was the first kind of dead, you know, time I got into software and, um, you know, uh, ended up going a completely different route than I'd expected. Instead of selling cell phones, okay, I was listening to the customer, which is important. So in Columbus, Ohio, where I was, because I went to Ohio State University, there was um, a lot of big companies, Cardinal Health, okay, The Limited, Abercrombie & Fitch, right? Uh, then up north, Ford GM Chrysler, right? It was, it was uh, I think it was Daimler Chrysler at the time. So I went and I sold... You know, I would try to sell them cell phones. And they say, well, look, we've already, we got such a mess with our cell phones. Sure. Right. We can't keep track of them. I go, well, you know, we could write some software that would keep track of your, of your spend, try to reduce that spend. And everyone went for that. And so I ended up, you know, eventually getting every one of those companies I mentioned, plus a good part of the government and turned around and sold that company for $16 million. So that was a Paid off the debt. One problem. Paid off the debt and everything else. Right. Started another company. Um, also in software with cell phones called S mobile, still no, con I still, no consciousness, you know, I'm up for myself. Oh no, no, no consciousness at all. It was all about me personally winning. I wasn't looking for everyone to win. I wasn't looking for success, right? I wasn't, I was trying to make the money to feed something more animal, you know, with, with I had no intentions of what I was going to do. I wasn't doing it to do good. Even to make my partners or shareholders money, it was all about me, right? Did another company. It was fantastic. Right after that, still no consciousness, called S-Mobile, right? Software, once uh, software for mobile uh, phones, antivirus software before there was even viruses, but we wrote up a lot of patents. That company um, sold to Juniper for in the 70s, 70 something million. Now, of course, um, you know, this is only three years later, you know what I mean? But because... It, once again, I, my payoff was very, very little, okay? And I made bad decisions, and I'm still thinking, okay, what am I doing wrong here? Because I'm obviously finding these, these concepts, right? Um, you know, then, you know, one of my, one of my uh, uh, buddies introduced me to uh, a guy in New York City who is like a Goldman Sachs guy. And this guy, you know, I, you know, I met him, met him again. Six months later, he went from being one of the biggest assholes you could possibly imagine to being a sweet guy smiling all the time. And I asked what he had done. And, you know, he had said, look, you know, I'm, I've been going to this Kabbalah meetings. We went, we met for a drink and then I went to the, uh, then I went to, uh, what at Lexington and 48th. I went to, uh, went to the center for a night session and I was immediately hooked. And it was, it was David Guillaume, uh, was speaking. Mary Ruth was my mentor at the table at the time, Kidding. which was pretty cool. And, you know, I just jumped into it, you know, and, um, and then I went to a three day Soho house kind of uh, session. And of course, you know, I had another company going, you know, this time though, um, 
It was called InAuth. And we were running software uh, and selling it to banks and credit card companies. And that one we sold for much more than all the other companies combined. But I did have the consciousness to make the right decisions, right? I was, I was thinking really about what I wanted to do and powerful things I could do for the world, you know, and, and for the community, for my family, and making sure that every shareholder made money. When you say you were hooked right away to Kabbalah, what, what hooked you? What was the initial thought of it? You know, it's, uh, it, it's kind of like the, you can sense the truth in it, right? Like with some things you can, you can, you can feel that, you know, this is the wishy-washy. It just felt like it was the roadmap, right? Um, that was, that was, that was true, right? Everything, everything about it was, um, getting certainty to make the right decisions, decisions, right? Restricting against things that you shouldn't be doing in the, you know, in, in the first place. And then having the correct consciousness. When I say consciousness, which I mean, you're the, the, the correct thoughts, the the correct information coming in your brain, coming out of your mouth, right. To the point where you can eventually, um, you know, control what you think and get to the point where you're only saying beautiful things, which is what you want to be doing and thinking beautiful things, which I think is even more important. You achieved success before studying Kabbalah. You had two successful exits prior. Mm -hmm. Why was there an opening for spirituality in your life if you already had monetary success? Um, you know, I, I've, um, I, I've, even though I didn't have the proper consciousness, which I think, which the Kabbalah Center gave me, right? I was still spiritual, but I didn't have a way to funnel that spirituality into a daily program, a routine. Right. So now, you know, what, what I've developed over that time is a routine in a way that I connect more consciously with the creator throughout the day. Right. And I think that has really, really helped me. So I actually there there is a little book called Eight Weapons, yeah. which kind of spells out how I do connect. Right. Um, is it available on, on Amazon? Where can we? Where can oh, you can buy it at the Kabbalah yeah, Center. At the bookstore. Yeah. At okay. the bookstore online. Yeah. And so we heard the beginning of the end of your journey. I'm sure there was many challenges throughout. Right. Often people don't see, they see the nice car, they yeah. see the Ferrari, they don't see the work that went in. What were the biggest challenges you went through in your professional journey? You know, it's, it, there's, there's, uh, there's always uh, comfort it's, that, that becomes a challenge. So look, if you're, not, if, you're, if you're not exhausted, if you're not um, working hard enough, you, you should know it. it. Everything that is a startup, um, people say, oh, I'm in startups. I want to be an entrepreneur and everything else. It, it, it's a pain in the ass, right? It, it, it's a pain in the ass every day. Things go wrong constantly. Like right now, I'm the CEO and you know founder of Battle Motors, right? There's parts crises every single day. We have still been able to triple sales three years in a row, okay? There, but, but there's nonstop challenges, right? And so it's, it is saying, you know, it's simple, but it's not easy, right? right? And you cannot, you, you, you cannot get comfortable. Getting comfortable, you know, is an issue. You have to be working harder, aiming higher. And I think with a lot of young guys, because I, I know you guys send a lot of young guys over to see me. Right. Um, you know, you have to, you have to, Think bigger. If you think you want, this is what you're going to do. This is your, this is your project. This is your dream. Okay. They, when I hear that, I always tell them, uh, you know, I, I, I don't believe it. Call me back 
tomorrow morning, after you think about what you really want to do and ramp it up 10 notches, ramp it up, right? Go bigger, go bigger. And that's, I think the, 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 the number one is, um, you have to have, yeah, yeah. You have to have confidence in yourself, right? And you, and you, then you have to shoot higher. If one doesn't have confidence at 19, 20 years old, mm -hmm. what's the quickest way they can, they can build that? I'll start doing what you say you're going to do. If you say you're going to do, you know, a hundred pushups, do 101, right? You say you're going to finish this book by the end of the week, finish it. Then you're going to start believing yourself. Before you can have other people believe you, you have to believe what's coming out of your own mouth. So start fulfilling what you tell yourself you're going to do personally. Right. Right? Sales aside, what are your best skill sets that have led to your success? <sighs> no, I'm just saying, no, no, I'm not. I'm just saying the things that I enjoy. I like, I, lo I love to paint, right? I love to write music. Right. I love to learn. So I think my skill set is learning. And also, um, you know, I, I have to say that like pretty much team building. If you look at the team um, that I put together in all my companies, it's always the best people in each industry. Right. Like at Battle Motors, it's the best chief revenue officer. Right. The best CTO, the best CFO, the best head of production. Right. So you have to be able to recruit people. Then once again, that all starts with your confidence in yourself. If you have the confidence in yourself. Right. Okay, and I say, look, you got to come work for me. This company's going to be huge. You have to believe me, right? And so, before I can say that, I have to believe it myself, right? So, so recruiting. <laughs> there you go. You've raised money many times. Mm -hmm. I even often go to you for guidance on how to do that. What's wh where does that come from? Is it a natural gift you were born with? What? How do you get better at it? Well, it's easier for me because I've had a couple couple wins, right? So it's easier for me to then call upon the same people and, and do that again, or to ask them if they have friends if they're not liquid at the time, right? But the whole thing is, it, it is sales, right? You have to believe in your product, right? You have to call them, you have to call them back, you have to tell them they're going to make money, and you have to say it with confidence. And you have to then show them how they're gonna make money. So it's, 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 a, it's a matter, just like everything else is, of making a list and checking everything off and knowing where you're going, right? How do you balance, you have a family, an eight-figure business, you do other stuff, you sing, you paint, where do you find the time to do all those things? You know, I don't golf, I don't watch TV. Um, That's time consuming. You know, my, uh, <laughs> you know, my, uh, my, but I'm doing, I'm doing everything that I love to do, right? I do everything I love, right? I'm doing everything that I love. I mean, it's, it's, it, why not? Right? Who's going to stop me? So if somebody tells you, I don't have the time in the day to do, to go to the gym, to do this, what would, what would be your answer? Well, what are you doing between, you know, six and eight in the morning? Right? What do you, what do you, yeah, you know what I mean? Right? What are you doing, you know, between, you know, eight and 10? We'll find the time. If you want it. See, that's the thing. I had talked to someone about that this morning. Yeah. Laid out a couple of excuses why something wasn't happening for him. I go, the real, the real issue is you don't want it enough okay to do the work right you know so i i was just been on the road for 10 days yeah just eating a bunch of garbage so i'm in a 72 hour fast right now like we talked about before you know what i mean so you know i want to get you know i want to drop those 10 pounds so you know i'm putting in the work it's not is it comfortable no it's not comfortable right but 
you know, I've already lost nine pounds. So, um, you know, so what? Three days. Three days. Yeah. So it's it's putting in the work, being uncomfortable, right? Um, If you want something, right? It's not easy, but but go get it. Do you believe in timelines? Like, does you have to spend ten years doing something to monetize to make have a success through it? It Takes five years, or do you just believe that things happen when you when you want them badly enough? Well, you, I, I know you get better at it, right? You get, you, you, get, you get better at it, right? Over After you've done things, just like everything else, right? If whatever you're doing, if you're going to make a bed, right? If you're going to make some eggs, right? You, you're going to get better at it, right? So it doesn't have to be, it depends on how good, like specifically with like starting a business, how good the idea is, right? And I've always found it's easier to sell or start something that people need, like garbage trucks right? Like antivirus software, right? Then things that are just kind of cool, like anything with social media, which I'm, or online retail, which I'm no good at, right? But things that are necessary, things that can save you money or make you money, right? Or protect you. Those are great things to sell. Right. Thankfully, I have you as a mentor. A lot of the people that are listening to this don't have any access to individuals that are successful. Mm -hmm. Where would you say they look for guidance, for support? Um, but, but number one, David is, I would say, one of the top three hunters, salespeople that I've ever met in my entire life, and I know everybody. So tremendous job, tremendous work ethic on your side. Um, you just don't see these days, really, um, just out there killing it and working very hard. So you're putting in the work. Um, if, you know, look, I didn't have a lot of um, positive role models when I was growing up either, um, like some people don't, right? There's books, okay, people? Um, autobiographies, get the autobiographies on the guys, the, the barrier, the, what are they called? The barons, the, um, um, the Rockefellers of the world, right? There's a great book called Titan. Okay. Look at PT Barnum and how he did it, right? You can get all that information out of good biographies. And so if you have, if you have the time and you want to know how to, how to build the business, every single major billionaire, there's probably a book out there on him or her. You recommended many books to me, Think and Grow Rich, many others. Oh, yeah. What would be your top three to our audience? You know, I can't forget number one, Atlas Shrugged, Ayn Rand. Okay. Right? Titan about Rockefeller, right? Um, is, a, is, a, is a great book. If we're, if we're saying, if we're sticking um, uh, just, just to business, then I would go the, the whole Napoleon uh, Hill series, yep. everything. All about all the greatest salesmen in the world. Yeah. All those little cool books. The best books of all time, though, are the first six books of Dune. So check those out. All the ones written by Frank Herbert. Right. Very good mix of powerful spirituality in there and a great story. And a lot of just life lessons, business lessons. On that note, do you think one can be happy without spirituality? Yeah. I think they they absolutely can be. Um, But I don't think that they can be happy. Okay, but they're not living up to their potential and they're not necessarily fulfilled, right? They can be happy, but this level of happiness versus this level of happiness, right? So it's like this, like uh, I think your dad has said, like if you don't go find the creator, the creator will find you. Mm -hmm. Or as the Muslims say, if you take one step towards the creator, the creator will take two towards you. So... You might as well take a step and see what happens. Absolutely. And so on that, I, we won't get too much into that front of it, but you've explored many different forms of spirituality, mm-hmm. Kabbalah being the latest. Mm-hmm. 
where, where did that desire come from at a younger age? You know, I was an altar boy starting when I was like seven years old, right? Catholic. Um, and you know, I think it was, I was going to church at one point five days a week, five days a week, five days a week with my, with my class. No, no. With my class, number one, then as an altar boy, you know, four out of five of the days. And then on Sunday with my family. So I think that was like good. I think that was like good, but I also, I just felt, uh, you know, I, I felt a good, good connection. And so I was like, you know, maybe an unusual kid, but I was reading, I read everything. I even read Dianetics. I mean, uh, <laughs> you know, I've, uh, yeah, I've, uh, you know, um, I've read everything, uh, um, pretty much on Mormonism. It just, I'm just, I'm interested in Native American, um, um, Mayan. Um, so it's just kind of fascinating. Anything that, you know, I think is, is leading you to the creator, right? Is interesting. Cause if you think of it all at the end of the day, there's just one God and it's the same God. And that's why I think everything is funny. If people are fighting about religion, it's the same God. Right. Right. We're all talking about the same thing. We just, <laughs> so it's so all good. We see Mike Patterson today. We see the successful individual that you are and the kind person that you are willing to help. Is there fear there? Do you ever wake up some morning and say, I don't know how I'm going to figure this out? And if so, how do you, how do you overcome that? No, there's no fear. No, because at the end of the day, you, I mean, there's, there's, you know, we're all going to die, right? At the end of the day, there's me and the creator. And if, you know what I mean? So, you know, what, what, what can you possibly do to me? Right. I have the creator. So was that always, were you always like that when you were in your twenties? Did you, was there that certainty as well? Mm, for some reason there was really, it's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Going, going back for the, but yeah. you can have certainty and do the wrong thing. You know what I mean? Sure. You got to have like yeah. crazy confidence. I'm sure we all know create people with crazy confidence who are doing absolutely something ridiculous, really wrong. Right. right. So having just a certainty alone, right. It's not enough. Your, your, your scales off, right. You have to have the correct consciousness, which comes from saying and thinking, right. And praying, right. And being in touch and cleaving to the creator that gives you that, that central column, that, that purposeful, Right. Certainty. You have to have certainty that is focused that is otherwise on the right path. Right. Otherwise you have certainty. I'm going to have, I can things, have certainty right? that I'm, that I'm, that I'm, that I'm driving to the, to Nobu. Right. right? And I could be going completely the opposite way. Right. You know what I mean? It's uh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Right. right. So you we mentioned fear. Almost every 20 year old today has anxiety, fear, depression, right? I mean, you, the list is so long. It's what would be your advice to them to just snap out of it and start to live a life where they're fulfilled and happy? And you know what? It's a good, no one's going to want to do it, yeah. but, um, take your phone, put your phone away. Okay. For a certain period of the day, right? Put your phone away. Right. Okay. Read a book or crazy. Okay. Go out. Okay. Put your phone away. Go out. I, I, I go out, meet new people, take yourself out of the comfort that you may be in from laying on your bed and looking at your phone for hours at night and go out and meet people, right? Go out and talk to people, right? Put the phone away for hours at a time, you know? And here's a cool thing. If you, it doesn't, you don't even have to call it restriction. If you, if someone texts you, okay, you don't have to reply to them right away. Right? 
reply to all your messages, you know what I mean? Unless you're, you know, expecting something from friends or something. Reply to all your messages at one time a day. Treat it like email, right? Don't put that phone down and go meet pe real people. Really. That's huge. Nobody does every Nowadays, yeah, everybody's yeah, on their phone yeah. just sitting like yeah, this. It's, like, it's, it's, it's literally no fun. Just put, yeah. put, put listen to music. You know what I mean? Read a, read, read, read a book. Go meet people. Be human. Exactly. You know what I mean? Don't neglect it nowadays. It doesn't have to be, I'm not asking you to go to nature. I'm saying go explore a city. Like go explore a major city, right? Go to coffee shops. Go to bars, right? Whatever, but get out, get out, right? You don't need the phone. The phone's like, the phone's, the phone's going to give you a headache and it's probably causing a lot of your anxiety. Right. And who gives a shit, right? Who actually cares? Yeah. So who actually cares, right? Go make some, you know, real human relationships. Right. You're, you're always pushing motion. I to go have more fun. You've been saying that <laughs> since we started working for you five years yeah. ago. Yeah. Is there a balance between having fun and making money or do the two work very well with each other? Uh, it depends. Like, uh, it, it, you know, I'm not saying I'm, I'm saying, Go out, you're single, you're in your 20s, go out four nights a week, right? If you're gonna work from five in the morning or six in the morning till six at night, that's enough. That's 12 hours. If you're gonna work till four even, let's go. Go meet friends for dinner and then go out. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Drink more coffee. I love that. Drink more coffee, right? Work out, right? Get out. I'll tell you what, if you're tired after work, okay? Don't go right home. Yeah. Go out. Stay out. If you're out, stay out, right? Did you know you were going to be successful when you were in your 15, 16, 17 years old? Oh, yeah. yeah. There was no doubt. No doubt. Mm -hmm. If somebody has a doubt, should they? Yeah. So, so like, uh, I'll, I'll tell them to get into sales. Yeah. If you're, in, if, you're into, if you're into sales, you're usually not limited, right? If you're in IT fixing something. You're going to be limited. How much you can make, how many things you can fix, you're not going to be satisfied. If you're in sales, you're, it's like the one job where no one's going to be able to say, okay, okay, you can only sell this much, right? So, yeah. And, and, and once again, if you're saying it's hard to find a job, it's not hard to find a sales job. Everybody so, wants more sales. Everyone, right? everyone wants. And if, you know, it's, and you can, you can get to the top of any sales industry, um, and then you can trade up for another job where if you're really that good at it, they'll pay you to come over, right? And then, and then build your way out. What's the key to be a good salesman? Listening, right? So instead of coming in and going right to your pitch and this is what I have and it's beautiful, you go, love to hear what you are looking for first, right? What would you like to talk about, right? So sometimes some of the biggest deals I've ever closed, right? They've looked at the table and they've said, okay, who's the salesperson here, right? They don't even know that this is a sales meeting, right? Because it's all of their talking about themselves and what they want, right? And then when they are done, you say, I'm going to repeat this back to you because I've been taking notes, right? I take notes with paper, not on the phone, okay? And in a pen, I take, okay, so this is exactly what you want? Okay, all right. Let me come back to you for, with a quote on that. Exact advice you gave me when we're sitting in the room. Right, yeah, you know? right? So, um, you know, they don't care what you're selling. It's the same thing. What would you, you know, what would you like? What are you looking for? Ask questions and then listen. Absolutely. Yeah. You, you put me in that room many times and that's the, <laughs> right? I mean, that's right, buddy. I, I didn't know that was the case. Well, the last question you ask our guests is, and I know you're 
you, you ride on your own wave and you don't care much what others think about you. But if there's one thing that from the get-go you would tell people if they said, who is Mike Patterson? How would you answer that question? Mm. This is a tough one. Yeah. We'll cut it out mm. and come back to that. I would say he's an artist at this time, at this point. Yeah. Because that applies to every area of your life, right? You're yeah. I like making shit. Right? They say the creator does two things, make shit and gives it away. Right? Never wants anything back. Right? So there you go. Try to be like the creator. Awesome. Mike, it's been an absolute That's fine, buddy. Good to see you. Good to see you. We appreciate it as always. Guys, if you enjoyed, like, share with your friends and comment. Mike's been a mentor to me and he's always accessible if you have a big enough of a desire. You want to come in here for a minute? Yeah, we'll have Josh come in here. Come here, Josh. Josh wanted to actually ask a question. So we'll... uh, Josh, you have one or two questions you want to fire off? Here, come take the mic. Anything anything you want to know about my dog? Hey, everyone. If you're enjoying the video, please leave a like, comment, and share with friends. In a moment, you will hear a few words from David's brother, Josh. Josh was born with Down syndrome, but he has not let that limit him in any way, in shape or form. In fact, he used it as a jumping board to excel in life. Prior to the interview, Josh asked to be involved in this podcast. So here he is. How many years do you work with David? David, 13 years now. Um, what work do you accomplish in your life? Um, building, building five companies, right, from scratch, right? Buying a company that's been around since 1946 and growing it substantially, right? Uh, over 200 paintings, one and a half albums, right? Recorded and released, right? And, um, you know, raising three genius children, right? I think it's been a good part of the, good part of the work, right? Yeah. Why, why this company wants you in it? Well... I think it's because um, it's because um, I know what to do. Why? Like, 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 how how do you build so 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 many wisdom and light in your life? Um, because I, I think it's Josh. I think it's because um, I'm always trying to learn, right? And I don't have to have the best idea. Well, I think it's because um, it's because um, I know what to do. Why? Like, 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 how, how do you build so, so, so many wisdom and light in your life? Um, because I, I think it's, Josh, I think it's because, um, I'm always trying to learn, right? And I don't have to have the best idea. I'll ask a lot of other smart people, right? Um, what they think I should do. So I don't, if I don't know, I'll go f- ask an expert, Right. So I think that that's been helpful. I don't have to be right. I'm I'm not right even half the time, right? So I'll ask I'll ask wiser people, right? All right. Yeah. My 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 last question is um. How long you want to do this until you um you finally know which path you want to do for your next chapter of your life? You know, I think this is what I do: is do one and then do another and do another and do another, right? Who knows what it will be next, right? Maybe movies, right? Maybe fashion, right? It's just whatever is whatever is the most interesting where you can learn, right? I'm also into welding now for some reason. Really? Why? You know, because I, I didn't know how it worked. I didn't know how to do it. You know what I mean? I like to make things, right? Like making things happens. Yeah, 
Yeah, build things. Yeah. Yeah, who knows? Well, thank you so much. Thank you.